to Blast from the Arsenal. Good evening, listeners. How are you all doing after a week of ups and downs? Thank you for downloading this episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal and proudly sponsored by Productive Design. I'm your host, Angelo. Joining me as ever is Diddley. Diddley, how are you, mate? Hello, Angelo. How are we doing? I'm I'm good. Thank you very much. It's good. That's quite positive, given... Uh, I'm trying. Given, I'm trying my best. You are trying your best. You are trying your best. Pre-recording, you, you're actually quite upbeat, which is... Which is uh, to be commended, given it's been such a frustrating week, really, hasn't it? You know, but we'll come on to it in a moment. But obviously, you know, losing yeah. losing to uh, Unai Emery and then beating a uh, practically already relegated West Brom. Um, but as I say, all that all that fun and excitement in due course. Um, obviously, the the season's drawing to an end. You know, we've only got a few games left, but we're still bringing podcast episode after podcast episode. Um, so if you've not yet done so, please subscribe to our podcast on your favourite podcasting app. Um, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram too, Diddly, in case anyone's unfamiliar with the social media handle. How do they do it? It's uh, at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is, simple as that. And if after, what is this, our 39th episode, I think, something like that. If you've not got it by now, you will never, ever ever know it so uh yeah at blast arsenal pod make sure you follow us on Instagram and twitter uh and as i said make sure you 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 follow us on uh that's not what i'm saying make sure you subscribe that's what i'm looking for make sure you subscribe right. uh, to our podcast um right not quite as crazy a week uh as as usual so i'm not going to say we've got loads to get through but we do still have a fair amount to get through um, and we want to try and put a positive spin on this, don't we, Diddley? Because it could be quite easy to go into a bit of a downward spiral on the back of, as I say, what's been a, a frustrating sort of seven to ten days or so. Um, yeah. But before we get into the the doldrums of that, let's start where we always start. And for the 39th time this this season, we're going to go with Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Live from Diddley HQ. Right, Tweet of the Week this week comes from... I like the spin on this one, by the way. I just want to throw it out there. It's a positive spin, which is which is obviously where we're going. Uh, this one comes from Luke, who is at Saka the Goat 7 And uh, he says, Arsenal went from 12th to 1st in the four years between 1995 and 1998. 2024 Premier League champions incoming. Yep. Uh, which that's a very positive way of looking at it and that's a fact you know that is we went from 12th to first um you know between 95 and 98 so i don't know whether premier league champions is quite where we're going to be heading but i think there's you know some possibility we could be on on a bit of a an upturn and actually pre-podcast did we were just talking about this weren't we our, our unfortunate uh fortunes this season what did you uncover yeah. detective Have I put you on the spot? Yeah, sorry. What's the question? My the question was, uh, no, no, no. no. What I just saying, our, our friend Luke here with his tweet of the week has, uh, has obviously said that he thinks we could be, you know, turn our fortunes around and, and be like the, the teams of between 95 and 98 and go from 12th to 1st. Um, this season, I was saying pre-podcast, you were just sharing some stats that you found about the amount of times we've lost this season, but by such a small margin um you know they say football's fine margins so um yeah 
it's something we've spoken about before fine margins um i'm not i'm not trying to make excuses for arteta for his tactics for his team selection for the players but i did notice that you know we've lost 13 games this season and nine of those were by one goal mm. um we've said before you know <laughs> In these games, it, it can be a little decision here or, uh, you know, hit the post instead of burying it. And the final result doesn't always reflect the way you want it to. Mm. And, I, and I've got some notes here just against some of these defeats as well. So I'll start, I'll go in chronological order. Man City, we lost 1-0. Probably deservedly beaten, but there was maybe a shout for a penalty in that game. The next one's Leicester City. We lost 1-0 in a game where first half we were, I think we were quite good. Mm -hmm. uh, had a goal disallowed for off, an offside. Again, oh, you yes. know, VAR. Uh, I think it was Shaka offside and Laka put the ball in from a header. He wasn't interfering, um, but it was disallowed. We went on to lose the game. Um Another one, two one to Wolves. Is that the infamous Louise red card? No, that's the one where uh, he got a bad head injury with oh, uh, yes. Raul Jimenez. Yeah, had to go off. Uh, next one, Burnley. God, I can't believe we lost to Burnley. Yes. Yeah. Um, Shaka gets a red card in that, and there's an Abamyang own goal. Yeah. Uh, Everton two one, holding own goal. In that game, I think. Um, Wolves again, 2-1. That's the infamous Louise red that mm -hmm. shouldn't have been a red and a penalty. And we were well on top in, in we that game. We absolutely smashed really, that first half, didn't we? Yeah. Um, next one, Villa 1-0. That was a mistake from Cedric where the I think he gives pass the ball back. away. Was it a light pass back that was intercepted? I can't remember. But yeah, the irony is, and not, not to cut you mid-flow, um, you're right, these are these are fine margins, one nils here and there. And, and actually, a number of those we've just said, own goal, own goal, mistake, mistake, blah, blah, blah. So it'd be easy to blame the players. But actually, you, you dug out another um, bit of gold for us, which is actually... Yes, we've lost, what did you say it was, 14, 16 games this season? I think it's 14. 13. 13. Um, and yet, uh, as you say, however many of them have been by one goal margins, but we've actually got, was it the fourth best or joint third best goals conceded record this season? We have, yeah. Um, We're only behind Man City, who have conceded 26. Chelsea have conceded 32. And then it's us and Man U on 38. Mm. Um which is so strange because in so many... It is strange because we don't look like a defence that's... Solid. You know, ...capable of it. We look <laughs> like we could concede at any any moment, but yeah. according to that, you know... Stats don't lie. They don't. Yeah, I think it's it's been quite clear that um, the, the, the defence has been patched up and chopped and changed no end of times this season. It's rare that they've had two... Uh, Two central defenders that have been the, the same pairing for consistent games. Um, you know, left back has been Tierney or 
you know, makeshift when he's been injured. Right back has been kind of Bellerin, Cedric and, and Chambers. So it's been a real collective effort of the defensive unit. And, and you're right, you look at it and you think, this defence is shit on paper, really, uh, average at best. And yet somehow they're the joint third, I'm not even going to say fourth, because we're on joint third best defence in the league. Does that maybe play into part of, because we build up from the back, part of Arteta's philosophy? Is it anything to do with Arteta's way of playing the game? Because the other flip side of that is, well, we've lost the odd game here and there by a goal. Um, but if we're the third best defensive record, we can't really blame the defence then, can we? So really, it's been a lack of scoring. And we know about you know, the lack of creativity that we've had in the team this year that was kind of remedied by mistake somewhat by the likes of uh, Emil Smith-Rowe being sort of brought in against Chelsea. Um, and from there, we were on, a, on actually a pretty good run. So do we think this has been part down to Arteta and his philosophy actually taking place and, and showing signs on the pitch? Because yeah, as I say, it's, it's not as if we've got a Ruben Diaz or you know someone else of, of high quality in our in our defence, is it? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it, and it is it is improvement. We, we're also we are better out playing out of the from the back, but we're just far too cautious. He's not managed to find the the right balance there, and whether that's solely down to his tactics and, and the way that he likes to control a game and maybe, maybe you know, he's being too controlling of the yeah. players and yeah. wanting them five yards here and three yards that way and yeah. very specific about where he wants players to be in certain areas of the pitch. Where Maybe he should just let them be a little bit more freer like Arsene Wenger used to yeah if you could just get that balance right yeah and weirdly for the players they've had to deal with this now for I suppose the best part of a season and a half in terms of not being able to go to games um I think or certainly a season so they you know they've had the barking of orders at them uh and soon stadiums will reopen and fans can go back so the noise will be there and they won't be able to get yeah, exactly he's been allowed to get away with it to a certain extent mm. um that fans haven't been there and they've not because they they definitely would voice um our concerns you know yeah. and yeah and push the team forward if we weren't happy with what we were seeing yeah um the, the other thing i guess to to look at is um we mentioned this a couple of weeks but well, quite a few weeks ago but Sometimes it's, I think there's there's two ways of looking at um, football, isn't there? One is we're playing really good football and we're winning. And one is we're not playing very well, but we're still grinding out results. And I think we're kind of in that latter stage at the moment because um, this is a an update on a stat that we shared earlier, as I say, in the season, which was Premier League points since Christmas Day. I know the league doesn't start, obviously, Christmas Day, but um, again, we're fourth on that table. So City first, not surprisingly, United second, Chelsea third, Arsenal fourth. Um, and Chelsea are only a point ahead of us since the turn of Christmas. So um, since Christmas Day. So again, that's like, you know, halfway into the season, over halfway into the season. It's really yeah. that first 
the third of the season, especially, that absolutely destroyed us. Confidence was on the floor. We were just getting back. We were laughing stock, getting back left, right, and center. I was thinking about relegation. You know, when you see stats like that, you see stats like that we've only lost the odd one by one nil or one goal. Um, and you see stats like we've got the fourth best defensive record. It might not always look it on the pitch, but somehow we're making slow steps. I liken this situation to, um, I guess, a bit like F1, for example, in as much as, um, you know, Pep Guardiola's got the fastest car and the best driver to drive it, whereas Arteta's got the ideas of, of you know, wanting the fastest car, but he hasn't got it. So maybe what he wants to do, but what he's got at his disposal don't really go hand in hand. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Probably a shit analogy, but... I, no, no, you, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, you know, put it this way, I think maybe not to the same level, but if Arteta was managing City, he'd do a better job than he is managing Arsenal. I think that's probably a fairer reflection of what I'm trying to say here. Um, because the, the players are better than, than ours, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, people, you know, it's not good enough. It, it isn't. It, it's for Arsenal Football Club. It, it's it's nowhere near good enough. But Leicester are tenth, um, third, and they've only lost. They've lost ten games. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, from the the teams above us, West Ham have lost eleven. Spurs have lost eleven. Everton have lost eleven. Yes, double figures. So that you know, they're all in a bit of a false position to some degree, aren't they? You know, we've lost only two games more than them, um, and yet it's those one or two extra games that that make the difference between being ninth where we are now and you know, say West Ham, who were a fifth, um, which is mad, isn't it? Um, you know, six well, points ahead of us. I can't see wins. them maintaining that next season. No, you'd, you'd think not. So this is the other thing. We'll come on to it actually later in, yeah. in the podcast once we analyse all the games and stuff. But there's, we're in that weird situation where if actually we go, we've got three games left this season. If we go on a really good run, another slip up, we could still make it into Europe. But there's a small part of me that's you know, increasingly uh, growing that actually doesn't want us to get into Europe. I want us to do a Chelsea of a few seasons back where they finished 10th, I think. And then the following season, they won the league because they only had Saturday games to focus on. You know, there was no Thursday, Sunday or Saturday. uh, Sorry, Wednesday, Saturday. It was the league, the league, the league. They had a head start on everybody because of it. They were fresher. I think we're a big enough club still with a, a, a big enough pull still just about to still attract big players um, without Europe. Yeah, I do too. For one, I, I for one season, for one season. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, forget I, it. I don't think it would make too much of a difference. If we were talking Champions League, yes, definitely. Mm. I wouldn't want to miss out on that. Mm. We have. It is what it is. But the Europa League for one season, not being in it, it could do us uh, the world of good next season. Yeah. And financially, it's not that big a deal. Because... It's not. And it, and it also means we could sell more players potentially because you wouldn't need as many you wouldn't need as big a squad squad. a lot less games to play yeah exactly that I'm pretty certain I don't know what the latest is for this round that we've just lost anyway but I'm sure the the round before 
up to and including, we'd only earned something like 12 million pounds in, in sort of prize money uh, for being in the Europa League. 12 million doesn't even buy you a crap defender. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a pittance compared to the Champions League. The numbers like quadruple, don't they? So yeah. that's what we need to be aiming for. And if it means we have a season out from uh, the Europa League, to potentially do that, you know, one step back, two steps forward. And I know it feels like we're taking five step backs at the minute, but, um, you know, that, that's my preference anyway. I'd rather we don't get into Europe and, and have a fresher, hungry squad to focus just on the league. So speaking of Europa League, should we talk about that miserable uh, result? I mean, we won't, we won't dwell on it for too long because I think everyone knows what happened by now. But quick recap, 2-1 down going into that game. Uh, against Villarreal, Europa League. And I was kind of positive, in as, I think we both were, in as much as we know what we've got to do. we just got to turn up and be on it and score and try. And and I just felt we turned up with, for whatever reason, a crap attitude. I know we hit the bar a couple of times, which I'm sure you'll mention in a moment, but they just didn't seem like their life depended on it. You know what I mean? We were too passive. It, yeah. it, was, it was so relaxed. What's your view it's anyway? Frustrating. What you the opportunities there make yourself a hero, you know? Um, they didn't take it. No one was brave enough in certain situations. Um, Aubameyang came closest, didn't he, to scoring? Yeah. Other than that, we didn't really create too much. Yeah. It was poor all over, really. And, and actually, we could have lost that. The damage was done in the first leg. Yeah. There was opportunity for them to actually score and wrap the game up multiple times. Um, we had definitely had the lion's share of possession, I think, from memory, and, and certainly in terms of how we controlled the game. But it it was controlling without penetrating, you know? Yeah. Um, few clear-cut chances, and as you say, the ones we had, we hit the bar, we hit the post, whatever it was we did. Um, it's been and gone. It is what it is. And, uh, you know... A final is a one-off, so anything can happen. But I, I probably wouldn't have fancied our chances against United. They seem to be on a good run at the minute, and um, they get penalties like you know handed out left, right, and centre. So uh, they do. They're handing them out like vaccinations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they're top of the list every time, aren't they? Um, so look, it, I'm getting mine on Friday. Friday. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Stay safe. I will. Good. Um, so look, yeah, look, we, we, at the end of the day, it was a crap nil nil. We lost 2 1 on aggregate, and I guess it was just uh frustratingly unsurprising that we lost the, the tie overall. Um, and you know, very bitter the fact that we lost to Unai Emery as well because I don't think his team were fantastic, but as yeah. you said, they did the damage in the in the yeah, first yeah, leg. All right. Well, never mind all this doom and gloom, mate. It is what it is. Why don't we play a game? What have you got for us? Let's play which number, number nine? nine. Ba, ba, ba. So, Diddley, for anyone that doesn't know which number nine, they should do by now. But in case they don't, do you want to give them a quick uh, understanding of what the game is? I'm going to give you five facts about a former number nine. used to play for Arsenal. You have to tell me who it is. I have to tell you, which number nine? You do. And play along at home as well. Yeah, shout out. We can't hear you, but do it anyway. Okay, number one. Talk to me. Scored 99 goals, 
for the Arsenal. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, it is already. I think so, but I'll let you go for all the. If you're smart, you've done some research, you you could work these out quite quickly. Uh, Number two, Arsenal.com recently voted in a fan poll the 28th greatest Arsenal player of all time. Okay. I don't know that number specifically. So, (laughs) Number three, he played 21 times for his country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, among the trophies that he won with Arsenal, he won the league twice, the FA Cup once, and the League Cup once. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, at the time when we sold him, he became the most expensive player ever to sign for a non-Premier League club in England. Yeah, I I know who it is. I'm confident I know who it is. And the reason I think, I got it straight from the 99, because I thought every time I see this stat, I think, why would he not just hang around and score one more goal to to get the 100? And there's not many players that leave Arsenal on 99 goals. Um, So, and I think the team he joined that was non-Premier League was Portsmouth. I'm not mistaken. It wasn't it Portsmouth. Okay, wasn't I, might, Portsmouth. I might be wrong. Oh no, it was Middlesbrough. It was, yeah. yeah it was. It's Paul Merson, is it? It was Paul Merson. Yes. Ex Arsenal. million. How much? 4.5 million at the big, time. Big money in the day. Yeah. Mm. Um, former Arsenal striker or forwards now turned bitter pundit. <laughs> <laughs> He does get some stuff. Yeah, I think he's he's you know, he's funny, he's a funny guy. He was a great player to watch. Um he was. He was. I don't think he's bitter. I think I think he's frustrated that Yes, yeah. That we're not where where we should be, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Um good. Okay, well hopefully everyone at home got that. If you didn't, there's always next week, so don't worry. Don't worry. Diddy, let's talk about um, the, the game of, of the weekend, which was obviously uh, Sunday night, 7pm, Arsenal v West Brom. Um, obviously, Sam Allardyce's manager. And we went into this game actually in in good spirits, I think, even though we lost against Villarreal and we won the, the weekend before against Newcastle. Uh, and as I say, Sam Allardyce's manager, well, he has never won an away Premier League game against Arsenal in 15 attempts as manager for the various clubs that he's been at. He's lost 12, he's draw three. Um, he's been on the losing side the last 10 times in a row. So that was a good omen for us that um, we were going to do pretty well. Um, but it was a frustrating game, really, wasn't it? Because we'll obviously talk through it all in a moment, but it was a victory that kind of meant nothing. You know, it kept us within touching distance of those Europa League places, but kind of a bit too little, too late. And, you know, was it a case of the pressure was off? So they could be a bit more expressive. Yeah, there's a touch of that in there, I I, I guess. But the opposition weren't all that. No. Either. Um, what did you make of the lineup? Uh, so let's run through the lineup. Uh, Leno in goal. Um, we had Gabriel and Rob Holding in the centre. Rob Holding captain. Um, not sure if he's captain material, I'll be honest. Um, not that he doesn't do the screaming, shouting, blah, 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 but I don't know. Is there more influential players on the pitch? You could argue probably not, to be fair. Um, Callum Chambers at right back. 
and Bukayo Saka filling in at left back, which is probably a game too late, <laughs> could argue. You know, yeah. should, should he have done that at, uh, at Villarreal? Uh, and again, another interesting defensive lineup because Chambers has come back in. Well, if we've got nothing left to play for, why is Bellerin not playing? Why would he not see out the rest of the, the season as the first choice right back? Is he no longer the first choice right back? That is the other question. Um, I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's probably going to be sold in the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, if reports are anything to go by, Chambers. Chambers is an interesting one because he's someone that I personally didn't rate too highly or see an Arsenal future for. But he's come in and he's he's done an okay job. Not spectacular, but. Next season, he's he's on he's on his last year, yeah. So we're at a point now where we offer him a new deal, or we keep him around as yeah. second choice or, or right back. Or I don't think he's good enough to be starting every week. Yeah, if we want to progress as a as a team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. He's he's. I thought, I think he's done well since coming in. Um, I think just defensively he's still a bit suspect. I actually think he's better going forwards. He puts in a, a mean cross. He's a very good crosser of the ball. Um, good passer. Yeah, that'd be all right if we had Giroud playing for us. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. This is it. This is what I don't get. We put all these crosses in, and then we have you know the uh, strikers that, that don't really have the ball much. But you know he, he did a good job. So um, fair play to him. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got an assist for one of the goals, didn't he? Um, then in midfield, we had uh, Mohamed Elneny. Uh, who do we have? Mohamed Elneny. We had um, Danny Ceballos, of course. William. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously come on to him in a moment. And uh, Nicolas Pepe. And then up front, of course, we had Martinelli. Um, just, I don't know, full of frustration in this game, I, I am. Even the lineup, it's like. Just, just why? Why are we playing Ceballos if he's going to be leaving? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's I've got that down as a question to ask you. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. I mean, reports are he's not going to stay next season. We're not yeah. going to try and sign yeah. him. Uh, it's not really worked out. He yeah. certainly doesn't have uh, good enough output with goals and assists. Does no, he? no. So good technically, but doesn't have enough pace for the prem. Yeah. I've no issue with uh, with him going, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So yeah, what what's the point of playing him? Why are we giving him game yeah. time? There's absolutely no point. And then we've got Odegaard sitting on the bench. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've got young talent as well that could have stepped in for this game. Like I said, West Brom aren't very good. Miguel Ziz could have got his Premier League debut. Would it have looked like Arteta's given up on the season when there is still Europa to play for? Do you think that it could have been conceived the wrong way? Rather perceived the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, sometimes you're damned if you do. Damned you know, if you don't. Yeah, could well be. Uh, and and then again... He was on the bench. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I just feel like Arteta doesn't actually know strongest starting eleven. you know? He's chopped and changed so much. 
and look, we spoke about the stats before, so maybe we are being a bit harsh and maybe there is a, an element of freshness required, you know, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. It's, it is intense, but um, yeah, I don't know, a bit of an odd one. It's easy to, to say, why isn't he playing? Why is he playing? We don't see what Arteta sees on the no. training ground during no. the week. Who looks like, who who looks fresh? Danny Sabayas could have looked really like he hadn't played full season, which really. it does look he like he hasn't played. Fresh, so. Yeah. And Martinelli up front? Yeah, I was surprised, but, you know, pleased to see it. You know, yeah. It's what we've wanted to see for a yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel he did, though? Well, exactly. Um, you know, a weak opposition, let's be honest. We relegated them with this victory. Um, he's always lively. You can never say he doesn't give 100% effort, even if his output isn't always brilliant. And he's always a threat of sorts, but it wasn't his best game. I think it's fair to say that. Um, you? He did. He struggled, I think. And that's mm. more down to the opposition. I think he's probably not used to having to play with his back to goal. Yeah. He, he's better suited at having a little bit of space to run into, running yeah. behind. Yeah. And there wasn't any of that. They defended really deep. And uh, there was a couple of half chances maybe where I think he stretched for a cross, and, but, but nothing really. Mm. he needs more game time that's the problem as well yeah. you can't get match fit match sharp just doing 10 minutes here 20 minutes there so you know hopefully it's the first of quite a few more starts between now and the end of the season well bear in mind we've got three games left um hopefully we'll get more more game time um and he should come back next next year really fresh i think because he has had a long time out injured um so hopefully he can have a good rest come back for pre-season and you know really kick on with his Arsenal career, because it has faltered a bit this season through that big injury. Um, let's talk about the the goals. Yep. Um, so, uh, well, first goal was a, a nice hairland product, which mm-hmm. is always pleasing to see. Good work by Saka, lovely cross, and Emil Smith-Rowe. It's his first Premier League goal, if I'm not mistaken, for Arsenal. Did I hear that right? Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something he needs to add to his game goals it it's is. something Arteta's challenged him to do after that match it sounded like he said that um I love that boy though I love both of them I'm so pleased they play for our club because mm. they're already at a really good level and at such a young age you know sky's the limit for them really it, it is yeah we've got two gems on our hands there with those two um Luckily for Arteta, because without them, can you imagine where we would be? But funny, I was thinking just that same thing. You know, if if we didn't have them, my God. You know, or, or, this is good output this season for, for Saka in particular, because um, that was Saka's 19th assist in the last two seasons combined. Yeah. Um, you know, goals, goals will come. Um, it's not easy when, you, when you're young. He's only 20. Um I, I definitely I can see him getting more goals. He'll learn when to time his runs a little bit better and and stuff like that. So I'm confident he can just 
keep progressing and keep I think going. So. I think so. The other thing is, at the beginning of this podcast, we highlighted fourth best defensive record in the league or third joint third best defensive record, but we're not scoring enough goals. So the no, team as a not. whole is, is not creating enough and therefore... You know, he's not going to score goals either, is he, if the team aren't creating? So I think those two have done brilliant. In a poor team, in a poor season, they've done really, really well. Not just with, as I say, Saka's goals and assists. And obviously Smith-Rowe, in his own right, has got a number of assists this season already. Um, I think they've done really well. And, and you know, next next season will be a real big season for, for them both. But in particular for, for Smith-Rowe. But back to the goal. Lovely uh, cross and a nice volley controlled volley home from Smith Rowe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> second goal, um, it was almost a classic Pepe goal, wasn't it? Yeah, if that's a thing, yeah. Yeah, well, classic <laughs> in as much as, I suppose he's, he's, he's put it back onto his strong foot, hasn't he? He's dribbled in from the wing. Yeah. Um, and I think, did he score a similar goal against, I want to say Wigan, was it last season against Wigan? In I think it was Brighton. Uh, Brighton, you're right. Sorry, not Wigan. Of course not Wigan. Same colours, mate. Easy. Yeah, easy. yeah. Um, I was thinking FA Cup, but no, you're right. It was Brighton. It was a top bins type type goal. And, and he's, I think he's, he's he's actually been really positive the last few weeks in particular. I think he's, I don't know, maybe finding his feet in the Premier League. He looked lightweight when he first joined. And I think he's getting yeah. used to the physicality and the fact that you're going to get knocked over and kicked and hacked. and You know, he's got used to that. You, you can't he's he's got to do all the ugly stuff as well and I think he has added a little bit of that to his game and that's why he gets picked a little bit more you mean in terms of tracking back and what have you yeah 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 um but yeah I, I think um he's had his doubters and I think slowly he's maybe turning those people around I, mm. I think he's uh his output's been still not quite where it should be, but when you look at where we are as a team on the whole, you can you can see why. But yeah, he's yeah he's he's done a lot better. Yeah, I think the seventy-two million pound price tag has weighed him down. It has. I, I mean, he was he, never worth that in the first. He wasn't. Place. He wasn't. He's failed to live up to that um, price price tag. And uh, I think it's weighed heavy on his shoulders. And I think he's come into a team last season where Emery stated he didn't really want him. He wanted Zaha. Uh, so that's never good when the manager is not really filling you with confidence. Um, and as I say, we were a faltering team, even under Emery, albeit we made it to a Europa League final and finished fifth. We were faltering. We were on a downwards. And it was almost like 72 million. He must be brilliant. Over to you, mate. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, and I think that was the expectation from the fans as well. Um, so I'm I'm really pleased for him. He's, he's he's ending the season strongly, and hopefully, again, that will continue into next season if he can have a really good um, uh, good preseason and, and show some form. But he, uh, in my eyes, he's really starting to get to grips with what the Premier League is about in terms of attitude, determination, like I said, the tracking back, the pace, and the, and the physicality of it. That's the thing that that um, you know a lot of new players to the Premier League struggle with. The other thing, let's let's remember, he's 25, just turned 25, I think, last week it was. Um, so he's still relatively young. You know, it's not as if he's um, in his peak, if you like. He's not like he's 29, 30, what have you. So uh, there's more to come from him, and we have to remember that. We have to yeah. remember that. 
Um, the, the, obviously, the biggest shock of the the day was um, William. You know, slowly paying oh. that, uh, <laughs> paying back that faith that Artes has had in him. Wait until the uh, fourth last game of the season to to score a goal, and it was a free kick, nonetheless. It was. He made it look all too easy, and you you yeah. got to ask yourself why why is it taking you this long to just yeah. do something like that. Yeah, as I say, pressure off. It's not his first free kick. I think it's, it was probably, he had a pretty good game. He combined well with Saka mm. throughout the, the 90 minutes. But when you can count good performances on one hand throughout a season, and if you look at the opposition that they've both sort of been against, Fulham, and that was the first day of the season, West Brom now. No, there's not been too many highlights in between that. Do you want to hear a mind-blowing stat? Yep, go on. He's a top assist maker. I, in the I don't know if he is, to be fair. Um, I think he that's, is. That's his first Premier League goal of the season for Arsenal. Mm. That's only his third shot on target in the Premier League this season. Mm. Third shot on target. <laughs> Mate, that that is, that's that. What? Two hundred fifty grand a week or whatever he's on, and he's only had three shots on target. It's Ooh. it's crazy. It's it's. I can't believe his performance levels have dropped that much yeah. since last season at Chelsea, where he he looked all right. Yeah, you know, I think we all thought we were getting a player that could certainly do better than he's done. <laughs> A seasoned Premier League experienced yeah. professional. We added some experience, some and a winner, a winner, a create you know a creative player up top, and he's been almost useless, really. <laughs> yes, I think though I will. I will. Yeah, that's harsh, but no, no, it's true, and I'm sure everyone listening to this thinking the same thing. I will say this though, much like the team, he's performed better in the second half of the season than he did in the first half of the season. You know, so again, maybe there's an expectation of, ah, oh, Williams come from Chelsea, he's won the Premier League, he's won the Champions League, he's won this, he's won that, brilliant, he's going to change our fortunes. Oh, what's happened? You know, and 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 was there that weight of expectation on him? He seems like quite a shy character. So, also once you've gone ten games without a goal, yeah, you start to tighten up a bit in mm. situations. Try too hard. And then you drag it wide, you you snatch at shots, and then it just gets worse and worse game over game. I don't know if that's how he feels or how he was, you know, been playing, but yeah, maybe it's been an issue. Maybe this will be a a weight off his shoulders, and and he can kick on a little bit till yeah. till well for the next three games. I I don't know. I don't know. I, if we had a chance to sell him in the summer, would you do it? Um, do you know what it all comes down to what we're going to get in its place or in his place because we can't get much worse let's be honest <laughs> but is Reese Nelson any better I'm not sure he hasn't really proved it when given the opportunity um, so we're going to have to go out and spend some money mm. I think if he goes it will be on a free and they'll just release him from his contract and it'll be a mutual agreement type thing um, 
Uh, yeah, it depends who we get in. You know, this could be the turning point for him. You know, the shackles are off. He scored his goal. That's it. Okay, I've broken my my duck. We've got Chelsea next. What's to say I won't come in and, and against his old team and bang two in or something? That would just be yeah. typical of yeah. our season, wouldn't it? So, what I what I did notice as well was how every single player surrounded him. Yeah, they were all so happy for him, weren't they? You're right. Yeah, congratulated him and patted him on the head and and stuff. He's obviously a popular guy around, you know, I don't think people, the, the players are, are looking at him thinking, fuck's sake, you know, William, he's shit. I don't think they feel that way about him. No. They see him week in, week out, in, every day in training. He must have something still. Some, you know, There must be, surely. Yeah. yeah. Arteta's not that stupid, is he? I, I just can't. He seems like oh he talk I don't know I'm I'm, I'm baffled by William he's a a nominee a, what is it a enigma wrapped in a, <laughs> a mystery <laughs> and a, you're tying yourself up in not to yeah you that much he has he's wound me up <laughs> um yeah he's he's an old boy isn't he but uh. Look, he's, like I say, he scored a goal. He scored a free kick. I mean, bloody hell, I'm pleased about that too. Um, so, look, we move on. At the end of the day, he, he's still an Arsenal player. He's only 32, I think. And I say only. Yes, that's old in, in footballing terms, but he seems like quite a fit guy, you know? He's rarely injured. Um, I, I think we just give him the benefit of the doubt and, and see what happens. And do you know what? Above all, I've got no influence over it anyway. So whether we keep him or sell him, I'll just back whatever the decision is and either hope he comes good or, or you know, see you later and free up the, the wage bill. Um, now, I'm a so bit that sad. Was that and that's uh, Big Sam's first relegation from the Premier League. It is. And well, funny enough, that's what I was going on. I'm sad that West Brom have been relegated because, right. yeah, I'll tell you why. We managed seven shots on target against West oh, Brom. All right. Okay. And the only match that we've managed more this season was away to West Brom 12. Right, okay, uh, you know, yeah. that'd be a good team for us to keep in the Premier League. And unfortunately, seven goals against them this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it, it, God, I won't be sorry to see the, the back of uh, Sam Allardyce, though. I mean, no, is there a better contraception than the image of Big Sam <laughs> slumped in a chair like Jabba the Hutt, chewing gum like... Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Disgusting. Cheerio. Cheerio, mate. Um, here's a question for you then. So we've got Chelsea next, followed by Palace, followed by Brighton. No FA Cup, no Europa League, nothing. Just three Premier League games left. Um, Chelsea tomorrow. I mean, that's going to be tough. They're on one head of a, a run. Obviously, full of confidence. FA Cup final to look forward to. Champions League final to look forward to. Um, they've won, what, four of the last five games in the Premier League. Um, we're ninth at the moment. Um, Everton are above us. They've played a game more. Uh, sorry, they've played a game less, um, and they're three points ahead of us. So we need them to lose just uh, and us to win, and we'll still have a game ahead of them that we've played. Then ahead of them is Spurs, um, who've played the same amount of games as us. Um, and four points better off than us. I guess what I'm getting at is, where do you think we're going to finish this season? Where do you realistically think we're going to finish? Because 
Palace and Brighton have kind of been bogey teams for us, I think. We've, we've had our fair share of wins against them, but I, I feel like they've been awkward teams for us. And Chelsea, Chelsea are another oddball, really, um, because... Um, where is it? Here we go. Arsenal scored more goals at Stamford Bridge than any other visiting team in Premier League history. So in one respect, we're going to get goals. In another, Arsenal have won none and lost six of their last eight Premier League visits to Stamford Bridge. Um, so it's almost saying you're going to win. Oh, sorry, you're going to score, but you're going to lose 4-3 or something like that. You know. Mm. Um, where do you think we'll, we'll finish this season? I, I don't see us finishing any higher than where we are at the moment. Yeah. Uh, what are we, ninth? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't see us finishing any higher than eighth, maybe. And that's if we get lucky. Yeah. Um, I don't see that. I think we are, we are where we are. Yeah, I think you're right. And that, as I said from the off, that means that we'll miss out in Europa League. Um, but will that give us a clean run at top four. I don't think we should aim any, any higher than that. But if we've not got Europa League to play, we shouldn't aim for a Europa League place either. Top four has got to be an absolute minimum next season, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, and even that isn't good enough when you've got no U- U- European football to to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think we're going to finish any higher either. So, um, so that's tomorrow night, quarter past eight, and, um, and we'll see... Starting lineup, do you think he'll ring the changes? Do you think he'll something tells me Arteta thinks we still got a chance here? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, he rested Abamyang, he rested Party. They're likely to start. Do you think they were rested, they rested because of this game? You know, maybe I you do, thought yeah. yeah. I do. Um I think the rest of the team more or less picks itself really I mean maybe Kieran Tierney comes in at left back if he's fit but if he's not I can see him continuing with Saka again yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he stuck with William as well I think so I think there's always that um, I think there's always that uh, desire from an ex-player to um, to to want to prove your old team wrong in a way I mean there was talk that Lampard, who was manager at the time, wanted to keep him. And it was he that decided, no, I want to go elsewhere because I can get a longer contract. Of course, that would be at Arsenal. Um, but I think there's always a hunger from an ex-player when you go back to your old team to want to prove a point, isn't there, and do well. Um, so I think he'll start. Um, Defence, think there'll be more changes there? Um, no. I don't think Bellerin would come back in. Actually, Bellerin no, did. I, don't. I think if, was it this season or previous? No, it was last season. Bellerin came in and scored that, didn't he? He does. Oh. Yeah, I think he scored a couple against Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, like I say, that's tomorrow night. Um, do you want to give a quick prediction? Thomas Tuchel's turned him around, really, hasn't he? Um, FA Cup is on Saturday is it I think or Sunday so that might have a bearing on the team that he, he puts may, out he may he may ring some changes for that uh, well with that in mind um, 
but still, they're, they're, they've got a big squad, a strong squad. They're, they're able to bring 60 million, 80 million pound players off, off the bench, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even their, um, yeah, even their squad, if you like, is uh, is better than you know some of our starters. So uh, I'm going to go for a. I think we'll lose. I think it's going to be a two 0 loss. Personally. Right. You. I'll go for a draw. Score draw. Yeah. Um, and then after that, when do we play next? Is it? Is it? Uh, do we play again at the weekend? Just have a quick look, see if I can see it. I don't think we play until midweek next week. Uh, Wednesday, is it? Yeah, Wednesday, Arsenal Palace away. Um, I hate Palace. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of those teams, like I say, I, I feel like we've always had sort of average or poor games against them it's you know we're, we're like the only team that Zaha tends to turn up against or I just have bad memories of um, uh, Mustafi sort of trying to pass it back to Leno and Zaha intercepting it um, and Mihailovic yeah. is it Mihailovic is that his name or well, he seems to score penalties against us and stuff so um, yeah look the, the season's petering out isn't it and uh, quite frankly I don't know about you I can't wait for it to be over with <laughs> I can't. I really yeah, can't wait for it to I'm go sure through. Our, our listeners feel the same way. I mate. think they do. I mean, I'd be surprised if they're still listening to this. It's um, it's tough. It's tough to get excited about uh, at the moment. So, look, big if rumours to be believed um, because of the whole Cronky out and Daniel Leck wanting to buy the club. Cronky's not wanting to sell. There's there's talk of big money being spent in the in the summer, but spending big doesn't mean anything does it you've got to spend wisely yeah that's right yeah um so look all right guys i think oh go on who doesn't love shiny new things right exactly exactly we've got that to look forward to and talk about uh there'll be be a lot of transfer podcasts uh after the season's finished so listen out for those indeed indeed but until then we've still got three more podcasts to do so um who knows? Hey, we may even do another live one before the end of the, the season. Yeah, I think I think we can manage that. Yeah, why not? Uh, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for downloading um, and listening to this episode. And, of course, tell your friends about us. Only if they support Arsenal. If they don't, they're probably not going to want to listen to this. <laughs> I'm surprised you still <laughs> do. Um, but, uh, no, until next week, thank you. And um, come on, you gunners. It's nice to get a win, even if it doesn't mean an awful lot right now. Anything from you, Diddley? Cheers, guys. Thanks for your support. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.